This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, do you remember last fall when the, the protests that happened on the campus of the University of Missouri, Mizzou, uh, black students were upset that there might be some individuals who were racist somewhere near the school, and so they demanded that the chancellor step down. Honestly, that, that really was the problem. There wasn't evidence that students at Missouri were necessarily racist or that the faculty was racist, but there may have been some racist remarks and or graffiti near the campus, and the chancellor didn't do anything about it. So some black students set up tents in the middle of campus, and some black members of the football team refused to play, and eventually they got what they wanted. Chancellor Bowen Lofton resigned. Well, that same day, November 9th, was when we were all introduced to a professor named Melissa Click. She was an associate professor of communications on track to gain tenure. She's a white woman, but was very interested in fighting for social justice for these black students and was in the middle of the whole protest. A white student, a journalism student, was trying to cover the protest. Now, he had every right to be there since the protest was set up in the middle of the quad, which is a very public space. He was a journalism student, and Mizzou is one of the best journalism schools in the nation. Now, full disclosure, I do have a friend who teaches there in the journalism department, But regardless of my feelings for her, it is widely recognized as a a great school. All right, so as the student, Mark Schreierbecker, walked up to cover the protest, he ran into Melissa Click. Here is their interaction. I have an idea. Can I talk to you? No, you need to get out. You need to get out. No, I don't. You need to get out. I actually don't. All right. Are you documenting? What are you I'm doing? I'm documenting. Okay, well, you, just, you need to get out. You need to get out. This is public property. And yeah, I know that's university. a really good one. I'm a communication faculty, and I really get that argument. But you need to go. You need to go. Wow. Do you hear how condescending she is? I really get that argument. It's not an argument. It's the law. <laughs> it's. He's not debating you. He's stating a fact. Wow. All right. Anyway, Click was charged with third-degree assault. She had to serve 30 hours of community service, and instead of getting tenure, she was fired. Now, let's make sure we cover some of the very important facts. One, she was in a public place. The media, and indeed any person, had a right to be in that exact same public space. She didn't have a permit. She hadn't paid for the venue. It wasn't private property. Indeed, just a few days before, she had tweeted out a message asking anyone if they knew someone in the media who could come out and cover the protest as it was ramping up. Now, Now that it had accomplished its stated goal, she didn't want the media there. Plus, how does a professor of communications at the nation's top journalism school not know anyone in the media? How does that happen? Her threats of physical violence, her actions of grabbing the student's camera were all illegal and wildly inappropriate for a member of the faculty. So she was fired and sentenced. And that should be the end of it, right? Well, wrong. 
A new article came out this week from the Chronicle of Higher Education titled, Being Melissa Click. And here's the quote that's just, it's just one of many that's self-delusional. When asked about why Click lost her job and why no one else did, she replied that the state wouldn't tolerate black people standing up to white people and, quote, this is all about racial politics. I'm a white lady. I'm an easy target. See, she was fired, in her mind, because she's white, so that the state could send a message to black people. That, does that make any sense to you? Watch out, Rachel Dolezal, you're next. Look, in her mind, her firing had nothing to do with the fact that she broke the law on school property. It had nothing to do with other video from earlier that fall showing she shoved a police officer, cussed at him, during a demonstration at the school's homecoming parade. Had nothing to do with that. In her mind, it had nothing to do with the fact that a communications professor attempted to deny the freedom of the press with physical violence. A communications professor should hold the First Amendment to be nearly sacred. Instead, she thought it was discardable. She thought it was inconvenient. Here's another quote from the article. Quote, I'm not a superhero. I wasn't in charge. When it got out of control, I was the one held accountable. Close quote. Well, no one has accused you of being or expected you to be a superhero. So that's kind of a self-serving and irrelevant statement. Of course you're not. We don't live in a fictional world. You weren't in charge, but you acted like you were. And given that you were an associate professor and most of the other people were students, you probably should have behaved like someone with maturity and responsibility and not let your emotions get the best of you. That's why you took the fall. You didn't behave in a way that an associate professor should have behaved under those circumstances. And your poor behavior during racial protests was a pattern, not the exception. Back in March of this year, Click wrote an editorial for the Washington Post. She had hired a, a crisis management firm and is trying to rebuild her public image. I don't think it's helping. Here's a quote. Among the debates and judgments the video footage of my mistakes has attracted, few have sincerely grappled with the sudden choices I had to make in challenging circumstances, and few still have earnestly asked whether my protected right to speak out as a U.S. citizen required that I must be perfect while doing so. Ms. Click, the reason that question hasn't been asked is because no one expects you to be perfect. We expect anyone else to be perfect. We do expect you not to behave in a criminal manner. See, there's a big difference between perfect and criminal. That's the space we expect you to be in. That's where you should expect yourself to be in. The next sentence offers up more self-protection. Quote, as a media studies scholar, I understand how the increased surveillance resulting from advances in technology like digital recording and wireless broadband has come to mean that our mistakes will be widely broadcast. This wasn't surveillance. It was open media coverage. The footage wasn't from a, a hidden camera or a drone or TMZ or the police state. It was a student journalist with an obvious camera that you physically grabbed with your hand. This exact same scenario would have played out the same way in 1995. If you want to complain about something, then complain about how quickly your mistakes spread on social media. But since you use social media to invite the press to your protest... It's not fair to complain when the media shows up and then reports what happens on that same platform. 
More from her article, quote, I do not understand the widespread impulse to shame those whose best intentions unfortunately result in imperfect actions. What would our world be like if no one ever took a chance? Again, no one expects you to be perfect. You are just expected not to behave criminally. That's a pretty low bar, by the way, for a person in a position of authority, like an associate professor at a major university. When I worked in television, if I'd gone into a strip bar, I could have been fired. Strip bars are perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. I would have even had to drink to be in violation of my employment contract if I'd been inside one of those. See, that's the difference. I wasn't expected to be perfect. I was just expected to have high set of standards for my actions. Click thinks being expected to set high standards for her own public behavior is unfair and unreasonable. She thinks she's still qualified to teach your children about communications, even though she shouldn't have to set high standards for herself. Here's her last line. Quote, I don't want to live in a world where citizens are too afraid of public scorn to take a chance. Do you? Again, she's making a false choice. You either have to be perfect or you get to take chances. That's not what anybody else is upset about. No one is scorning her for being imperfect, but Mrs. Click uses that argument to protect herself from deeper self-evaluation. It's a crutch. Maybe it's one she needs at this point in her life. Maybe she doesn't currently possess the emotional tools to really evaluate her own behavior in an honest way. I hope for her sake that she eventually will. But back to her question. I don't want to live in a world where people aren't afraid of public scorn. What do I mean by that? Working in TV meant that I was constantly in the public eye and I was aware of the potential of public scorn. Going into a strip bar would have led to public scorn and a loss of employment. And that was actually a good thing because I didn't need to go into a strip bar anyway. Visiting one of those to stare at a woman I don't know wouldn't make me a better person. The time I didn't spend in strip bars was spent with my family or with my friends doing any number of things that were better than financially supporting the sex industry. Working in television made me a better person because I had to be aware of every interaction I had with every other person in public. I was aware of the potential for public scorn. I couldn't have a bad day. Even if a waitress spilled water on my lap or got my order wrong, or if someone rear-ended my car at a stop sign, I couldn't be a jerk about it. If I had, word would have spread that I was a jerk. There would have been public scorn, even if I had been justified in being a jerk. There still would have been public scorn for it. That awareness of that, of that potential for scorn, made me think before I acted. And I treat strangers today better because of it. What if we all thought that flipping off the driver next to us in rush hour would probably end up on YouTube with our name plastered all over it? Do you think you would be less likely to drive like a jerk if you knew your mom was going to see it? That doesn't mean you can't stand up for something you believe in. You just have to do it in a way that will make your children proud of you, that will make you proud of you. Shoving cops isn't that way. Threatening student reporters isn't the right way. In fairness, there have been a lot of people who have criticized Melissa Click in ways that are also deserving of public scorn. Threats and emails or on Twitter. Name-calling and insults are all just as wrong as Click's behavior was. As Barack Obama said, 
we do have to find ways to disagree without being disagreeable. That applies to conservatives and liberals alike. Here's my final point. Melissa Click and the people who have threatened her online both suffer from the same delusion. It's called noble cause corruption. That's where you believe it's okay to do the wrong thing as long as it's in service of the right idea. Well, it's not okay. You must not only do something for the right reason, you must do it in the right way. Mrs. Click is giving herself false choices to support her false excuse for her poor behavior. If she's ever going to be able to move beyond this very public failure in her life, she will have to first be honest with herself about why she did the wrong thing. Let her story be an example for you. Don't be afraid to take a stand. Just make sure you take a stand with high standards. Do the right thing in the right way for the right reasons. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory flying over me.